Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Section 11 of Mark the Matchboy or Richard Hunter's Ward by Horatio Alger Jr. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tori Falder. Mark the Matchboy or Richard Hunter's Ward by Horatio Alger Jr. Chapter 21. Roswell Joins the Madison Club. It was not until Saturday night that Roswell obtained the key. The locksmith, like tradesmen and mechanics in general, kept putting him off to Roswell's great annoyance. As he did not get the key till Saturday night, of course there would be no opportunity of using it till Monday. The only time then was the hour in which Mr. Baker and Mr. Jones were absent, and Roswell was left alone. But to his great vexation, an old gentleman came in directly after Mr. Baker went out and inquired for him. "'He's gone to dinner,' said Roswell. "'I think I'll wait till he returns,' said the visitor, coolly sitting down in Mr. Baker's armchair." Roswell was in dismay, for this would of course prevent his using the key which he had taken so much trouble to obtain. "'Mr. Baker is always out a good while,' said Roswell. "'Never mind, I can wait for him. I came in from the country this morning, and shall not need to start back till four. "'Perhaps,' suggested Roswell, "'you could go out and do the rest of your errands and come back at two o'clock. Mr. Baker will be sure to be back then.' "'Who told you I had any more errands to do?' asked the old gentleman sharply. I thought you might have, said Roswell, somewhat confused. You are very considerate, but as my business is over for the day, I will ask your permission to remain till my nephew returns. So this was Mr. Baker's uncle, a shrewd old gentleman, if he did live in the country. Certainly, said Roswell, but not with very good grace, adding to himself, there will be no chance for me to get the money today. I hope the old fellow won't come round again tomorrow. The next day was Tuesday. In the evening the club was to meet, so there was no time to lose. Fortunately, as Roswell thought, the coast was clear. Suppose the key won't fit, he thought with uneasiness. It would have been lucky for Roswell if the key had not fitted, but it proved to fit exactly. Turning it in the lock, the drawer opened, and before him lay a pile of bills. How much or how little there might be, Roswell did not stop to examine. He knew that a customer might come in at any time, and he must do at once what he meant to do. At the top of the pile there was a five-dollar bill. He took it, slipped it hastily into his vest pocket, relocked the drawer, and walking away from it began to dust the books upon the counter. He felt that he had taken the decisive step. He was supplied with the necessary money to pay the initiation fee. The question was, would Mr. Baker find it out? Suppose he should. How would it be possible to evade suspicion, or to throw it upon someone else? If I could make him think it was the match boy, thought Roswell, I should be killing two birds with one stone. I must see what can be done. When Mr. Baker returned, Roswell feared he would go to the drawer, but he did not seem inclined to do this. He just entered the store and said, Mr. Jones, I am obliged to go over to Brooklyn on a little business, and I may not be back this afternoon. Very well, sir, said Mr. Jones. Roswell breathed freer after he had left the shop. It had occurred to him as possible that if the money were missed, he might be searched, in which case the key and the bill in his pocket would be enough to convict him. Now he should not see Mr. Baker again until the next day, probably, 
when the money would be disposed of. Mr. Baker, as he anticipated, did not return from Brooklyn before Roswell left the store. Roswell snatched a hasty supper and went over to his friend Ralph Graham's room immediately afterwards. "'Glad to see you, Roswell,' said Ralph. "'Are you coming to the club with me tonight?' "'Yes,' said Roswell. "'Have you got the five dollars?' "'Yes.' "'How did you manage it?' "'Oh, I contrived to get it,' said Roswell, who did not like to confess in what way he had secured the possession of the money. "'Well, it's all right as long as you've got it. I was afraid you wouldn't succeed.' "'So was I,' said Roswell. "'I had hard work of it. What time do the club meetings begin?' he asked. "'At eight o'clock, but I generally go round about half an hour before. Generally, some of the fellows are there, and we can have a social chat. I guess we'll go round at half-past seven and that will give me a chance to introduce you to some of the members before the meeting begins. I should like that, said Roswell. In a short time, the boys set out. They paused before a small house on 4th Avenue and rang the bell. The summons was answered by a colored man. Any members of the club upstairs, inquired Ralph. Yes, sir, said the attendant. There's Mr. Tracy, Mr. Wilmot, and Mr. Burgess. Very well, I'll go up. Jackson, said Ralph. This gentleman is Mr. Crawford, a new member. "'Glad to make your acquaintance, sir,' said Jackson. "'Thank you,' said Roswell. "'Jackson takes care of the club room,' explained Ralph, "'and is in attendance to admit the members on club nights. "'Now let us go upstairs.' "'They went up one flight of stairs and opened the door of a back room. "'It was not a very imposing-looking apartment, "'being only about twenty feet square, "'the floor covered with a faded carpet, "'while the furniture was not particularly sumptuous. "'At one end of the room was a table, "'behind which were two armchairs.' "'That is where the president and secretary sit,' said Ralph. "'There were already three or four youths in the room. "'One of them came forward and offered his hand to Ralph. "'How are you, Graham?' he said. "'How are you, Tracy?' returned Ralph. "'This is Mr. Crawford, who was elected a member at our last meeting. "'Roswell, this is Mr. Tracy, our secretary.' "'I am glad to see you, Mr. Crawford,' said Tracy. "'I hope you received the notification of your election which I sent you.' "'Yes,' said Roswell. "'I am much obliged to you.' I hope you intend to accept. It will give me great pleasure, said Roswell. You must have very pleasant meetings. I hope you will find them pleasant. By the way, here is our president, Mr. Brandon. Brandon, let me introduce you to a new member of our society, Mr. Crawford. The president, who was a tall young man of eighteen, bowed graciously to Roswell. Mr. Crawford, said he, allow me, in the name of the society, to bid you welcome to our gay and festive meetings. We are a band of good fellows who like to meet together and have a social time. We're proud to receive you into our ranks. And I am very glad to belong, said Roswell, who felt highly pleased at the cordial manner in which he was received. You'd better go to the secretary and enter your name in the books of the club, suggested Ralph. You can pay him the five dollars at the same time. Here, Tracy, Mr. Crawford wants to enroll his name. All right, said Tracy. Walk this way if you please, Mr. Crawford. Roswell wrote down his name, residence, and the store where he was employed. "'I see, Mr. Crawford, you are engaged in literary pursuits,' said the secretary. "'Yes, for the present,' said Roswell. "'I don't think I shall remain long, as the book business doesn't give me scope enough. "'But I shall not leave at present, as it might inconvenience Mr. Baker. "'What is your initiation fee?' Five dollars. "'I happen to have the money with me, I believe,' said Roswell. "'Here it is.' "'Thank you. That is right. I will enter you as paid. "'The monthly assessments are one dollar, as perhaps Graham told you.' "'Yes, I think he mentioned it. It is quite reasonable, I think,' said Roswell, in a tone which seemed to indicate that he was never at a loss for money. "'Yes, I think so, considering our expenses. You see, we have to pay for the room, then we pay Jackson's wages, and there are cigars, etc., for the use of the members. Have you ever before belonged to a club?' "'No,' said Roswell. "'I have always declined hitherto.' He had never before received an invitation.' 
But I was so much pleased with what I heard of the Madison Club from my friend Graham that I determined to join. I am glad that you are particular whom you admit as members of the club. Oh, yes, we are very exclusive, said Tracy. We are not willing to admit anybody and everybody. Meanwhile, there have been numerous arrivals, until probably nearly all the members of the club were present. Order, gentlemen, said the president, assuming the chair and striking the table at the same time. The club will please come to order. There was a momentary confusion, but at length... The lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.